All right, so uh, a couple years down the road, you're living in Los Angeles, California. You moved out there to write uh, on a on a TV show. It's called uh, "The Funniest Squids in America," and what it was is uh, they would just show like you know footage of squids being silly, and you would have to write jokes about it and stuff. It's kind of like America's Funniest Home Videos, but with squids. Yeah. Um, doesn't last long, just like three episodes air. Okay. Was there like a was there like a fascination with squid in the country at the time? Like what? No, it was just um, okay. the showrunner has been obsessed with squid since he was a little boy. He was uh, kidnapped by squids for uh, a few weeks, and it really just imprinted on his brain. So it's clearly him working through trauma. And okay. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. you'd have right, you would have writers meetings and stuff, and he'd be like, you would make a joke like, oh. You just make some kind of dumb joke, and then he would just be like, yeah, you know, but they actually do do that in real life. <laughs> and then he just gets like a thousand yard stares. Yeah, yeah. One single tear goes down his left eye. It travels all the way down his jaw, goes back up the opposite <laughs> side, goes into his right eye. Sure. You're like, this guy clearly has problems. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's working through some stuff. Yeah, he is. There's a lot of tentacles that can go a lot of places. Yeah, yeah and there's like so much tension in those in that writer's room, dude. Like, <laughs> it's there's, there's all kinds of... Is it of, diverse? Do I have like... Is, are there like people of color and women? Like, is it a good writer's room or is it like just a trash... No. Like, they bring them back Spike TV for this. Pretty it's much, like yeah. Network. It's oh. just like a bunch of bro dogs. Like, yeah. you suspect some of them, like, it's their first job. You know what I mean? Because, like, they'll come in and they're like, yeah, so, you know, we'll just do spreadsheets and stuff. And they're like, no, we're writing comedy. And they go, oh, right. Uh, so, no, it's not a very good writer's room. Like, yeah. one, like, two guys did, like, a wife swap thing. It didn't work out. Like, there's a lot of tension. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of tension in this writer's room. So, in a, in a way, you're kind of glad that uh, the funniest squids in America uh, yeah. didn't, didn't, didn't catch work. Catch the zeitgeist yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh the showrunner killed himself. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, he le- and he left a note and it just said, um, I, just, "I can't take any more of this life." You know, this, this whole squid thing was upsetting too. <sighs> Roll Tide. <laughs> were the were were the breathy pauses like also delineated in the letter where it was like dot dot dot? It's like it's like a paragraph. Roll break. Tide, yeah. So so that kind of bummed you out because he seemed like an okay guy. Like he's not really in charge of who he hires. Really, like it was kind of a, a shitty deal he got. And and again, he clearly had a lot of uh, trauma from from the whole squid uh, kidnapping thing. Um, sometimes you heard him like you'd be in your office and you'd hear him in his office just yelling. Is that a squid? Oh, no. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. Like, sometimes things just don't get better for people. And it yeah, kind of yeah, taught yeah. you a lesson about uh, just appreciating life, you know. But anyway, so you're in Los Angeles, and um, you're kind of in a little bit of a uh, monetary problem. You uh, borrowed a lot of money from a, uh, like, a connected guy. Uh, oh. His name is uh, Jimmy Scaratini. He's... <laughs> It's like a, uh, and he's connected, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. you're not, it's never made exactly clear what city he's from or like what mob he works for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you like, one time you're just like, you just asked him straight up. You're like, who do you work for? And he just goes, I work for the family. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he has like a driver's license for every state. Yeah. I feel like he's not, he's not like a New York mob dude. No. Certainly not. But there's, it's a weird, like, 
justified. He's like like Nashville mom. Yeah, you, know you, you mean? can't yeah, play yeah. his accent because sometimes it sounds kind of Midwest. Okay, and then but sometimes he'll just use like slang from like the East Coast, and you're just like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. Okay, um, so you borrowed a lot of money from him. You had it on a how much is a lot? I need a number. Ten thousand dollars. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, it was all in tens too. <laughs> <laughs> and you um did he fire me at, uh, fired at me out of one of those like make it rain guns at the fucking strip club <laughs> 10 grand bitch and just shoots me in the face with it. yeah and he, and he like and you pick it up like hits you in the face and you're like what the fuck and you pick it up with the ground and he goes yeah you know my family actually uh invented this he shows you the gun you're like all right so uh <laughs> you owe this guy a lot of money you had a, a really good feeling uh at the dog track okay you got a, the inside scoop from uh, one of the, the wife swap guys from the writer's room. Uh, he was kind of a creep, but like he knows his bets, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he told you there's like this, this dog at the dog race that like will never lose. Oh. It will never fucking lose. Uh, the dog's name is um, <laughs> Skippy Kaye. <laughs> it's a... Uh, um, it's like a red dog. Oh, It's got a... Sing- like, are we talking like Clifford Red? It looks just like Clifford, the big okay. red dog. So, like, he, it's a giant dog. He, it's a oversized, can't-live-indoors dog. It's giant. Okay. And so he's like, yeah, you got to bet on this dog. It's, Is there a chance it's just Clifford? Um, It's never really made clear. Okay. Like, you kind of ask about it, and people just, they don't want to give you a straight answer. Okay. Like, you ask them, and people, and, like, you're the, the one guy, when you put the bet down, you're like, hey, I got to ask you, like, Skippy Kaye, is that, uh, that's clearly Clifford, right? And he goes, well, you know, people say what people say. <laughs> and he like closes the window and yeah, you're like, what yeah, the? Yeah. So you bet all on him. The dog comes in dead last. Yeah. It actually doesn't even finish the race. It just runs for like seven seconds and stop. it has like an existential crisis and just wonders like what it's there for. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, Who am I actually? Yeah. You don't know. Like you're looking, you don't know how you know mentality. that. But you're kind of like looking him dead in the eyes as he's wondering, and you're like, holy shit, I've been there. Yeah. But, then, but then they're like, yeah, he gets in last place. And you're like, well, all right. Dog gets uh, deported. Yeah. It gets, it gets sent away. <laughs> uh, back to where does it get deported? What country is this dog from? Does he have to go through like the immigration process? Is there a court hearing? He's separated from his parents. It's yeah, a whole... it's a it's a whole crazy legal quagmire. Yeah. They 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 send him back to France, and is where he's from. And then they do like a someone writes like a made for TV movie okay. about this. It fucking sucks. <laughs> um, so anyway, like you lose. Lifetime? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. It was on Lifetime. Yeah. yeah. It was called Skippy Kaye. An American tragedy. <laughs> so, um, you're, you're who, who plays the dog? Oh, it's uh, CGI and it's uh, voiced by uh, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> it's his final role. <laughs> Does he know that going in? Is he like, I'm he, done after this, or the some shit happened? He called his shot. He was just okay. like, this is it. He's, yeah. He decided to devote his life to writing uh, novels. They're fucking great. Okay, that's great. They're like legitimately great novels, but no yeah. one takes it seriously because it's Ethan. Because they yeah. see on the thing, like you know, you know, the Heart's Ember yeah. by Ethan Hawke, and they're like, "Fuck this!" Like no one reads them, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. they're really good. He puts his heart and soul into it just for nothing. <laughs> um, so you know, anyway, you owe Jimmy Scaratini uh, ten thousand dollars plus interest. Okay. So it's more like uh, twelve thousand dollars. You're kind of walking on the beach. You're feeling weird. 
You know, you're like, fuck, how am I going to get this money back? And then uh, you decide to buy like a soda, Dr. Pepper. It's that one of those like soda machines. And when you hit the button, it comes out and you look at it. And on the can, instead of it saying Dr. Pepper, it says you've been chosen. And your your cell phone starts ringing. Legit terrifying. Oh Jesus! What do you do? <sighs> you look at the call ID. It's I hear a, you. I hear. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! Call ID. Was it on call ID? It's just a blue L. It reminds you of the deepest lake you've ever seen. Look down the I answer. I answer the phone. I answer the phone because I'm afraid. What I want to do is throw the phone in a lake and run in the opposite direction. Sure. But I'm afraid that if I throw the phone, I'll just get shot head and it's over. Like there's like right. a, you either got to answer the phone, you're dead yeah, situation. Yeah. So I got to just stay alive longer. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I answer the phone. You answer the phone. They're like, "Hey, this is uh, Brenda, the, the Landlax Corporation. We have a, a income earning opportunity for you. Uh, do you have a minute to talk?" Yeah. Yeah, I do. So you say that, and then you look up, and from around the corner, uh, Brenda walks out with the phone, and she's like, hey, Chris, uh, love your comedy. Hangs the phone. Uh, you look down at the uh, Dr. Pepper. Now it just says Dr. Pepper. You're like, that's weird. Uh, she, so basically, she goes on to tell you that the Lanolax Corporation is uh, studying uh, this pill. It's supposed to help lower cholesterol. And they're like, so basically, we're doing a kind of a test run of it. Um, honestly, like you might even get a placebo. Like Who, who knows? Uh, but it's going to pay... $13,000 if you take uh, these pills for a week. What do you, he goes, she goes, what do you say, partner? Uh, I got to ask some questions. Sure, um, go ahead. So uh, it's to lower cholesterol. What are the side effects? She goes, so far, the only side effect we notice is that it makes your penis slightly bigger. Oh, okay. uh, so far, how long have you been doing these tests? Uh, about six months, give or take, you know, because it's testing season. <laughs> uh, is there, <clears throat> how many people have you tested in that time? Uh, 57. Okay. 57 is a good number. It was 57 hardworking Americans. Has there been like one, like just terrible side effect like it's mostly just been your penis gets mostly bigger, yeah also this one dude's she's like you, she's like, like you, you might have a little bit of trouble sleeping the first few nights uh, that's pretty much the only thing that that we've noticed 13 grand yeah and i owe 12 yeah so and that's like uh i had a friend who would say uh, he had this 64 ounce mug yeah and uh, he would always go, it's room for a 40 and some ice cubes. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, oh, I got man. my, I made my 12 plus I got a little. I got sure. A little yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when do I get the money? She goes, um, you get the money at the end of the week. We can advance you half of it now if you need. Okay. That might keep those guys off my tail for a minute. Guaranteed is pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, but who? Oh, what if this is some weird Scaratini setup? No, that doesn't make any sense. Not really. It's not follow really the money. Style. Follow the money. Yeah. Follow the money. Follow the money. Um, I take the pills. I, I I agree to take the pills. Okay. So she goes. All right. So basically, just take um uh, a pill a day for the uh 
the next five days. And um, yeah, we will just let's just we'll, we'll periodically check in with you, uh, see how you're doing, stuff like that. Um, all right, see you later. Gotta get that six. I need that six grand. Oh yeah. So then her uh, her mouth opens like a Pez dispenser, and a button like half the money comes out. In cash or in a check? In cash. Okay, this is. Whoo! I'm second guessing my. And then she goes. She goes. Then like her mouth doesn't move, but you say, "Do you prefer a check?" I mean, I'll take. I'll take cash, I guess. All right. So she kind of just like moves her face forward, indicating <laughs> yeah. you to take the money out yeah. of her. So you take the money out of her mouth. She explodes. She was a robot the whole time. Yeah, I kind of gathered she was. A so robot you, or part snake? Yeah. So you. <laughs> So you go home, and you're like, well, I don't have much to do for us today, so take one of those pills, kind of hang out. Nothing really happens. You go to bed, you wake up the next morning, and there's another you sitting in the bed with you. And you both, set, okay. oh. you wake up, we both wake up at the same time, and you, and you both yawn at the same time, and then you turn, and like you lock eyes, and yeah, you both yeah, go, yikes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Are, are you sure we don't? Uh, meet on either side of a pane of glass that we think <laughs> is a mirror from either side, but it's just a pane of glass, and we do the same. Is that what happens? The phone rings. You look, <laughs> you look down. It's just a fucking blue, blue L. L. God damn it. What do you do? Um, well, I got to answer it. Uh, I obviously have to answer it. I've entered into a contract. With yeah. Cool. So Did you, I sign any paperwork, by the way? No. Ooh, that's good to know. No. Uh, so they, they don't really believe in paperwork. So uh, the phone rings. You answer it. The guy's like, "Hey, it's me, uh, Mr. Soup, calling in." He goes, uh, "I work with the Landlines Corporation. Uh, you know, you call me Doctor Soup, actually." Uh, so, just wanted to call, see how you're feeling after taking that pill. And you look over at like the clone of you, and he's going like, "He's going, no, no, like going like this. He's like dragging like a hand across his throat, not a threatening way, just like don't say anything." Yeah. What do you do? He goes, yeah, do, do you feel like drowsiness or, you know, there's the one guy who said that uh, he kind of couldn't sleep. Did you sleep, sleep okay? sleep a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I, who, <sighs> I'm scared about this choice, but I'm making it. Yeah. Because I believe in science. I tell the dude on the phone that I woke up next to a clone of myself because yeah. <laughs> I'm on drugs. Right. I have taken drugs. The last thought I had before, like, like whenever I, you take, you know, I, you take acid or whatever, you're like, just anything weird happens. Remember, you're on drugs. It's gonna be fine. I'm on drugs. I, that's probably what's happening. Doctor Soup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doctor Soup. There is a exact clone of me in bed, and we did a whole uh, vaudevillian mirror gag, and then. Uh, he now is moving different than I am. Yeah. He's not, we're not in sync. He is like, he's telling me not to tell you. And then uh, now he's looking at me weird. Yeah. And he goes, uh, Dr. Soup goes, oh man, I love that old gag. It's hilarious. Uh, wait, and he goes, what, what, what? He goes, there's a clone of you there? Yeah. There's just another a perfect example of me next to me. And per- by perfect, I mean I am a perfect human being, and as such, this <laughs> clone of me is also perfect. Sure, and he just goes it's not like, an exact replica. It's a little right. off. And he goes, "Holy shit!" He goes, "All right, just just stay where you are." He hangs the phone so loud it like hurts your ear. 
Like, he slams it down. Yeah. Like, Dr. Soup is not fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn around, and your clone's looking at you, yeah. and he's like, you told him? Why'd you tell him? Because I, because I'm on, dude, I'm on drugs. Also, we're, I, that's not how cloning works. You have to, you, you have to raise a thing from a baby up to a person. I don't like, so you can't wake up next to a back replica of you. Clearly I'm on drugs. Yeah. And I don't believe that you're a real thing. He takes the, uh, the bottle of pills. He downs the remaining four, uh, four clones of him instantly burst out of his body and they beat you to death. (laughs) 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 They punch and kick you so hard. What? They escape, though. They escape. They start a band. <laughs> uh, what do they? What kind of music do they play? Um, they play like uh, metal. It's like kind of a throwback to like '80s metal. Okay. Uh, they're called the the Chris Cubed, and they. Uh, oh, that doesn't look good on a fly. No, it doesn't. But they yeah. fucking they hit the ground running, man. They become famous millionaires. No one ever finds your dead body. <laughs> no. That's weird. Because like someone, the landlord has to go eventually and get it, like. I haven't gotten rent. Like, that's... At some point, someone... Never? Eventually, the landlord's like, this guy hasn't paid a rent in a while, and then uh, goes in, and like it's it's like you were never there. It's... Oh, I'm just disappeared. Yeah. Your oh, body's shit. gone. They got they got rid of your body. Yeah, that makes sense. It's actually in the cover of their first album. They took a photo of themselves all, like, posing in front of... And, like, your dead body's there. And everyone just thought it was, like, Photoshop. Yeah. But no, it was your dead body. <laughs> Oh, they're like a Norwegian. They're like one of those weird Norwegian bands that yeah. burn down churches. And yeah, they're yeah, fucking yeah. good, dude. They're so good. 